Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Friday, November 18th, 2022. This is Shannon, and tonight I am here with Stacy, Georgina, Brooke, and Christine. And we are looking ahead to the most anticipated releases of December. Before I get started, though, I want to give you a little heads up um, because things always look a little different. Um, at Book Bistro during the month of December. So you will have Tuesday morning episodes with author interviews and guides to the week's new releases until the end of November. After the 29th of November, we will just have the author interviews on Tuesday mornings starting the first Tuesday in December. We will also be bringing you the holiday episode and then we'll be looking at our top reads of 2022. We will then round off this year with the most anticipated releases of January. But that is all premature because we're still talking about December. So let's do the usual housekeeping information. And then Brooke will start us off, followed by Christine, me, Stacy, and Georgina. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Book Bistro podcast. Once there, you can post to our timeline. You can also message us privately. If you want a more social interaction, you can join our Facebook listener group, which is pretty quiet at the moment, though we are looking at some ways of possibly revamping it. If Facebook is not your thing and you still would like to hang out with us, check us out on our WhatsApp group. You can subscribe to that either by messaging us through Facebook or by sending us an email and one of us will be happy to add you. If you're looking to get a hold of us via email, you can do that by contacting the book bistro podcast at gmail.com. So my first book tonight is The Last Invitation by Darby Kane. And it comes Yay. out on December 6th. So our main character is named Jessa. And Jessa has received the invitation to this exclusive society. Um, they're called Sophie Foundation. And it's a group of prominent women who meet the second Tuesday of every month. Um, they have wine and cheese and they go over the files of some pretty nasty men. And when they decide on a man, that man ends up dying. Um, there've been a whole bunch of prominent deaths, like judges and like a well-known coach and like all sorts of people. And they die in various manners and you've re- nobody knows like who did it. It could be a suicide. Um, It could look like an accident, just things like that. So Jess has had a really rough time. She's pretty excited to get into this foundation because she's had, she wants to get back at 
a man. And so she feels that maybe this is the opportunity she needs. But as she gets more into this, um, into the foundation, she realizes that she's not really sure that she's okay with how far these women go. So she turns to her friend, Gabby, um, who is a former member of the uh, Sophie Foundation. And together, they start investigating. So Gabby is investigating the suspicious death of her ex-husband. So the women are like investigating, but at the same time, they kind of realize that they're not really sure they can trust each other. And that, my friends, is all I have for you. This looks so good. So this is The Last Invitation by Darby Kane, and it comes out on December 6th. This reminds me a little bit of um, The Collective by Allison Galen. Yeah, it does sound like that. Yes. I am very excited for this one, too. So my first book is The Widowmaker by Hannah Morrissey, and it comes out on December 6th, and it's a Black Harbor book, uh, so that's where it takes place, and there was a business mogul named Clive Reynolds who disappeared 20 years ago, Um, and ever since then, the name Reynolds has become synonymous with murder and mystery. And a down-on-her-luck photographer who is from Black Harbor receives this cryptic note and decides to come back to Black Harbor. And when she does, she gets involved in this murder mystery scandal, um, and this, this whole web of family secrets and double lives. She takes uh, some photographs um, at a party and the same night that she takes a bunch of pictures at a get together, she's also witnesses a homicide and um, the homicide has, it's sort of connected to this cold case. So this guy, Ryan, believes that maybe this will help him. He can solve this and it will make his career because this is a cold case that has that everybody has wanted to have solved for a long time. Um, so he's going to prove himself lead detective. But it just gets full of dark demons and mystery and all that kind of stuff. And that's really about all I, I know about it. Um, that's what the synopsis talks about. A wealthy family shrouded in scandal. And that's always fun. I love wealthy families that are shrouded in scandal. So again, this is The Widowmaker by Hannah Morrissey. And it comes out on December 6th. This looks really good. This does indeed look super good. So my next book is a Stacy book, possibly a Brooke book, a Sarah book, an Natalia book. Wow. I'm um, super excited. Yes. Mm. This is mm. A Dash of Salt and Pepper by Kasoko Jackson. 
it also comes out on December 6th. I decided to keep the uh, December 6th <laughs> trend here. <laughs> this is a queer romance. Kasoko Jackson um, has written several YA novels. He wrote his first adult romance last year, which was I'm So Not Over You. And now he's back with another romance for adults. And this one is set in a restaurant. So we have all the food goodness that so many of us love. So Xavier is not having a very good time of it. Um, He's very much down on his luck. He's not sure what he wants to do with the rest of his life. He feels like everything he's tried just has gone badly. So the only thing he can really think of to do is to apply for this job at a local restaurant. And he doesn't like this idea. He thinks that the guy that owns the restaurant is a huge control freak. And he's just like, you know, this guy can't delegate, but he wants me to work in his kitchen. Like, how is this going to work? Logan is the owner of the restaurant and he is very, very frustrated with Xavier because he's very sarcastic. He feels like he's just, you know, looking for the easy way out of everything. So basically these people, you know, do not get along from the start, but Logan does need help with the restaurant. Um, He appears to be a single father raising a young daughter. And so he really does need to learn to delegate and to, you know, let go of, of some of this control. So the question is then, will Logan and Xavier manage to work together? And then will something more happen in the kitchen, like something other than cooking? This is A Dash of Salt and Pepper by Kasoko Jackson, and it comes out on December 6th. You know, I like the books with uh, food and cooking and romance in the kitchen. Yes. Mm. Yes, indeed. Right up my alley. My first December pick of the evening is one that I saw quite by accident when I was feeling desperate and looking for upcoming releases because I didn't know what to read. And I just accidentally saw this book and I screamed and I sent Shannon a little email because it was like three in the morning. So I didn't want to wake her up with a text. And I said, please, please, please let me have this book. So my first (laughs) book tonight is called The Key to My Heart and it's by Leah Lewis. And this book is about Natalie and Natalie is just this sparkly, charming young woman. She's just sort of living out like her idea of like this dream life. She has this lovely husband. They're remodeling their like dream cottage. And she's just started touring with the musical that she actually wrote. So all is going really, really well for Natalie until it's not. Her husband dies and Mm. she's left alone. And she just sort of obviously doesn't handle that very well. So now it's two and a half years later. And, you know, Natalie's trying to, you know, do enough just to show like family and friends she's okay. She's trying to eat a little bit. She's trying to sleep when all the mating foxes in the village allow sleep to happen. And, you know, she's just like seeing friends enough where they don't question, like, how is she doing? 
but Natalie isn't doing well until she starts going to a train station in London and playing music at the public piano in the train station. Because at this public piano, you know, she can be all anonymous and she's just sort of background, but, you know, playing music is the only thing that still kind of gives her joy in this one venue. Well, then one day she gets to the piano and what does she find but sheet music for one of her husband's favorite songs. And she's like, what? And the this, this sheet music keeps showing up uh, mm. with songs that her husband loved and she keeps playing them. And it sort of like kind of wakes her up a little bit. And she's like, well, who's doing this? Like who knows me well enough? Who knew my husband well enough to send us to, you know, to be leaving this music here for me to play. And, you know, as she begins to sort of like try to figure out who is leaving this music for her, she unexpectedly kind of rediscovers love of self, love of life, and maybe even a brand new love for someone else. And I need this book in my life. Like I need air. So um, I'm really happy that it's coming out on December 6th. Um, as is, I think, every book tonight. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but it seems like a lot of them are. So this, again, is The Key to My Heart, and it's by Leah Lewis. Um, I read Dear Emmy Blue by this author and enjoyed it quite a lot. I know she wrote a book that got a lot of buzz called Eight Perfect Hours, but this one just looks charming and delightful, and it's about music and living and loving, and I just, I can't wait to read it, friends. I'm so, so excited. Yeah, that does sound kind of good, even to me. It just sort of sounds like lovely, right? Like, yeah, piano playing. Yeah. I mean, who even knew that there were like public pianos and train stations? Like, I'm just I so fascinated. I know. I did I, not I either. I had no idea. My first book of the evening also comes out December 6th. Mm-hmm. Keep the theme going here. Yeah. Um, this book is by Kitty Zel- Zeldes. It comes out December 6, 2022, and it is called The Dressmaker Prospect Heights. Um, And this looks really good. It is set in 1924, Mm. and Beatrice and her ward, Alice, have moved from New Orleans to the Bronx. And they set up a dress shop. And, and they meet Catherine, who sits in her brownstone most of the day. And she longs for that she cannot have. And when Catherine and Beatrice meet, Allison feels kind of jealous and she runs away to Manhattan. And this sets off a chain of events that will realize that not only friendship and the test of time will be, you know, it'll come out and how they're, how they want their lives to be. This looks really good. And I like this type of, it's set in the description, in the synopsis, it says it goes from New Orleans to Manhattan, to the Bronx, to Russia, which I'll be interested to see how mm. they incorporate that. 
And the time period is fascinating too, the 1920s, right before, yes. you know, the jazz era. Yeah. So, you know, this comes out December 6, 2022, and it is The Dressmaker of Prospect Heights by Kitty Zeldis. I read um, Not Our Kind by her several years ago, which was a post-World War II historical and uh-huh. I really, really liked it. And I thought that this one um, also looked very, very good. So my next book this evening is No Accident by Laura Bates. And it comes out, guess one, guys? December, December 6th. 6th. <laughs> yeah, December 6th. <laughs> like, uh, That's so, so this is a so this is a young adult. Um, it's a, like a survival kind of book. A group of seven teenagers. Um, they're in a they're in a plane crash, and they wash up onto a deserted island. So they're trying to survive. They're getting things set up, and they're doing okay for a bit. But then things start like happening, and their supplies start running out, and they begin to realize that somebody is out there like is after them and we as they're kind of trying to figure out like who's doing all these things to everyone they're realizing that there was something happened at a party that took place the day before the flight and somebody wants to know like who was who did it like who did something to somebody. Um, we don't know who got hurt. We don't know if like the person died. Like we don't know this at this point. All we know is that something happened and somebody's out there and wants to know like who did it, like who's to blame. And that is really all I can tell you. So this is No Accident <laughs> by Laura Bates and it comes out on December 6th. My second book is a book I'm very ready for. I really like this series. It's awesome and fun, and the characters are just, they're great. It is A Hard Day for a Hangover by Dorinda Jones, (laughs) and it's Sunshine Vikram number three. Um, It comes out, (laughs) all of my books come out on December 6th, and I'm beginning to wonder if we have any other dates in this month. Anyway, some people greet the day with open arms. It's true. I usually do that. But Sheriff Sunshine Vikram would rather give it a hearty shove and get back in bed because (laughs) there is just too much going on for her right now, and there's none of it that she can do anything about. There's a series of women going missing and Sun, Sunny feels absolutely powerless to stop it. She doesn't know anything about what's going on with this. Then there's her daughter who is really being um, persistent about like wanting to become the next great investigator. So she's causing some problems. And she's having trouble with her longtime 
well, she's always loved him, but recently they've been able to become involved, Levi. He comes from a family of what the synopsis calls disingenuous vipers. (laughs) And they really want to get rid of Levi and Sheriff Vikram for good. So there's just a lot to deal with. And so, you know, as we said before, the day can just take a hike. So this is a hard day for a hangover. Sunshine Vikram number three by Dorinda Jones. And it comes out on December 6th. I love this series so much. Mm -hmm. Me too. I'm going to break our December 6th. No! (laughs) (laughs) I I must. (laughs) Because I am super excited about my next book. This is The Vibrant Years by Sonali Dev with a foreword by Mindy Kaling. I'm not sure why this has a foreword. Like no other Sonali Dev books do, but (laughs) this one does. Um, It comes out on are we ready? December 1st. Ooh. Yes. So this is a multi-generational novel, um, and it follows three women. We start out with 65-year-old Bindu, who has somehow won a million dollars. Wow. I don't know how. The synopsis doesn't mm. say. But this windfall horrifies her because it puts her like directly in the spotlight. And that's a place that she does not want to be because apparently she has some kind of secret. She made a big mistake when she was young and being put in the spotlight kind of brings that up to everyone's attention. And that's bad. Now, Bindu has decided that the best way to deal with this is to spend this money super fast. So she buys, I don't know how you buy a million dollar condo. Like I didn't know that condos could cost a million dollars, but what do I know? In Florida and decides that like, this is where she's gonna go. Now this presents a problem for Allie, who is Binju's daughter-in-law. And is still sharing a home with her, even though she has been divorced from Mm -hmm. Bindu's son for some time now. These two have to like figure out this new dynamic. Like, are they both going to go to Florida? Is Bindu just going to like, what's going to happen? And how does this impact Bindu's relationship with her son, who is... Allie's ex-husband. We then have Allie's daughter and her name is Kali. She is a star in the tech world. She has this business that has been booming for quite a while and then something goes terribly wrong and suddenly her investors are like ready to back out. So she has to give them a really great new idea to kind of keep their interest and hopefully keep the the money flowing. Now, I think like the grandmother could have just maybe given her some of the million dollars instead of um, (laughs) buying a condo. But again, that's just me. Um, I guess we wouldn't really have a, a book if that's what happened. So 
Kali has this like half-baked idea for a dating app. And for some reason, her investors really like this. But there is an enormous problem. She has never been on a date. So she decides that she is going to enlist her grandmother and her mother to help her learn how to date. Now, again, I, I say, like, I'm not sure how this would work. I, I don't know that I want to learn how to date from my grandmother. I love my grandmother, but I'm just not sure. But this sounds amazing and delightful and full of all of the drama that we love in these kind of, you know, family dynamic novels. I have really loved the books that I've read in the past by Sonali Dev. And this one I'm hoping will be no exception. It's The Vibrant Years and it comes out on December 1st. So I was kind of like, yeah, this sounds nice. Yeah, this sounds okay. And then you started talking about like, half-baked dating apps and, you know, getting dating (laughs) advice from From the other generations. And I'm like, yeah, give me, I need this. I need this now. And it sort of has more of a, um, I don't know, like, yeah, I was going to say like a women's fiction vibe maybe than romance. I know she's always written romance in the past. So I wonder if she's, this is a slightly different direction or if there's romance that we just to be. My second book of the evening, I am taking control back from Shannon because this book comes out on December 6th. So there. Right. So my second (laughs) book this evening is called Twice in a Lifetime. It's by Melissa Barron. And again, it comes out on December 6th. This book is about Isla and she's had a hard year. We don't know why. It's just been very hard, terribly, horribly hard. And so she's fled the city to go to small town, Missouri, as one does. And she's going to go there and she's going to try to deal with her chronic anxiety. And, you know, she's just going to try to heal from whatever happened in this terrible, horrible, no good, very hard year. And in this small town, she's not necessarily, you know, looking for like romantic, like entanglements or anything, but she uh, gets a text message from what happens to be what she thinks must be a wrong number because this man claims to be her husband. Oh. And she says, eh, I don't have a husband. <laughs> to which his response is to text her a picture of them on their wedding day. Oh. So oh. very cautiously, Isla, you know, begins like a texting back and forth with this man, Ewan, who is either some sort of like wild hoax or actually some sort of future husband. And you know, as they're chatting, she begins to see that, oh my goodness, how much Ewan like loves her, loves her so much. She doesn't understand how that is possible, but he does. He knows her very well. And oh, does he love her? And, you know, what she kind of begins to see in this texting conversation is that he's also grieving because in the future where he's texting from, he and Isla are no longer together. And, you know, she's not really sure why he won't tell her. He just tells her something. He's trying to like avert a sort of tragic situation by reaching back to Isla now. And he's trying to teach her that maybe this thing that's going to happen in the future may be avoidable if she now learns how to love herself just as she is now with the body she has now 
and the mind that she has now. And as she begins to do this, you know, he knows like this is very, I mean, he's, he's glad that she's doing this, but it's also, she's sort of taking some steps away from you in, in, in her timeline, but she's also learning how to accept herself. And we don't know how this is going to end. Now, this book is um, compared to the time traveler's wife and full disclosure. Um, I didn't actually read the book um, because I saw the movie first and was so traumatized by the movie. I ugly cried in public for about an hour and 15 minutes. And I was so horrified by that. I like, I, I felt very upset by that. And so I'm, I don't know how this is going to end. And I'm a little afraid to be recommending this because I don't want anyone to have like an hour and a half of traumatic, ugly crying in a movie theater with all of their coworkers or in a place where they're reading in public. But I will tell you that this looks kind of delightful if, if only it can have some sort of happily ever after ending. So I, I am, this is one of my picks with um, some reservations. And this again is twice in a lifetime and it's by Melissa Barron and it comes out on December 6th. My second book of the evening is An Unwanted Inheritance by Imogen Clark. This comes out December 8th, 2022. <gasps> Sorry, mm. Hume. <laughs> <laughs> this looks good. When I looked at it, I... I actually am looking forward to when this comes out. This is about three siblings, Ellie, Nathan, and Max. And they're all very close. And their father has just died. And they have the task of going through his house, but really don't want to because of the way that he treated everything like everything in his house was a museum. Oh, so his wife decides that she's going to clean out their room and looks under the bed and finds a suitcase full of money. Never look under the bed. Because <laughs> you might just find just bunnies. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so she, nobody knows where he got this money, especially since the suitcase is full. And they all have different plans for it. Um, no one trusts Nathan because he can't keep money, apparently, or save it. And they're afraid he'll run through it. Ellie and her husband, James, live way beyond their means. And his wife, um, Caroline, wants to go to the police. And she's telling Max that that's what they should do with it. This family has always been close, but the money is threatening to tear them apart. Um, this looks really good. I can't wait to see what, you know, like, where did he get all this money? Um, this is an unwanted inheritance by... Imogen Clark, and it comes out December 8th, 2022. Yes, I thought this one looked really good as well. 
My last book tonight is All the Dark Places by Terry Parlato, and it comes out on December 27th. Oh, that's Whoa. like way far from December 6th. Mm. <laughs> I know, it's like or three eight. whole weeks. <laughs> I know. So our main character's name is Molly, and Molly throws a party for her husband, Jay. Um, he's a psychologist. And they're having a great time. The wine is flowing and people are just having like a terrific time getting, getting, uh, getting drunk to know, like getting to know each other and getting a little drunk. (laughs) Well, the next day, Molly finds Jay dead. He's had his throat slashed. Brutally. It says, it says brutally slashed. So this is really upsetting to her, not only because now he's dead, but also because Jay has been her rock. Like he's really the only one that knows what happened to her in her past. And there's things about it that not even her friends know. So she doesn't know who she's going to turn to anymore. So she's pretty upset about this. And she really doesn't know like who could have done it. So we're also introduced to Rita, and Rita is a Boston detective, um, and she's investigating Jay's death, and she believes that somebody at the party, so one of their friends, is responsible, and she doesn't know why, but she feels that there's definitely something going on within this circle of friends, and that, my friends, is all I can give you. I'm looking forward to seeing um, who done it and also how Rita and Molly kind of like, how do they get connected? Cause you really kind of in the, in, in the synopsis, they're very separate people. So I'm not sure if there's any like friendship or how they're connected other than the case. So this is all the dark places by Terry Parletto. And it comes out on December 27th this looks super Hmm. super good so my last book is the bird tattoo by dania mikhail um and this is um takes place in in northern iraq which i think is interesting because i haven't read a whole lot of books that take place um that have that as their setting Helen is a young woman, Yazidi woman from the village of Sinjar, which is like a mountain village, which has sort of been really protected and sort of stands apart from time. It, it's just remote. And so she lives with her family in Sinjar. And one day she comes upon a trap with a local bird in it. And she sets the bird free just as Elias, the trapper, returns. And at first he's really angry because she set the bird free. But then I guess it says he realizes the error of his ways. And he says he's not going to keep birds and he's not going to capture them. And he's not going to trap, keep them in captivity anymore. Anyway, they get to know each other and they fall deeply in love and they get married 
and they're still and they start to raise their family in Sinjar. But Sinjar does not stay this nice, wonderful place because there's a an organization that's very brutal and they 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 uh, do a lot of violence. They're just like terrorizing the land. But they cloak their violence in religious, you know, they, that's what they, yes, something like that. They, um, so people think it's, it's, you know, they're, they're, it's good because they're fighting for religious causes. Elias goes missing. He is a, a journalist, as it turns out, and he goes missing. And in her search for him, uh, Helen gets captured and enslaved and so apparently we get to go through that with her and even when she gets freed um and gets back with her family um it's not good for her because her two sons are now recruits in this organization and so she's trying to figure out how she can like get them out of it and how you know can there ever be a a good happy family for them again and that's kind of what I know and that is the bird tattoo by Danya Mackay and it comes out on December 6th (laughs) I just had to emphasize that for some reason so my last book tonight is the second novel by Rachel Kapelke Dale. This is called The Ingenue, and it comes out on December 6th. She wrote The Ballerinas either at the end of 2020 or 2021. I can't remember which. And I bought it when it came out, and I still haven't read it. But that's not because of it. It's just because there are so many things to read. So The Ingenue is about a former piano prodigy named Saskia. And she returns home after something happens with her career. It doesn't say what happens, but apparently whatever this is, is bad. Um, Her mother has recently passed away. And so when she goes home, she's expecting to inherit the family home. But she finds out pretty soon after her return that actually someone else has inherited this house. And this man happens to be someone that she shares a very complicated past with. And so she doesn't quite know how she feels about this. Like part of her is really angry. She's also you know, very, very betrayed. And this causes her to re-examine like, several kind of key events in her life, most of which have to do with this man. So this is set in what they call a post-Me Too landscape, and it talks about the bonds of family, the limits of talent, the risks of ambition, and my favorite, the rewards of revenge. So, yes. So this is definitely something that I'm hoping to read, um, you know, and that it won't take me a couple of years to actually do it. Hopefully I can, you know, like put it toward the top of my TBR pile. So this is The Ingenue. It's by Rachel Kapelke Dale. And it comes out on everyone's favorite day, December 6th. 
My last book of the evening is by an author that I discovered sometime during um, 2020 or 2021, um, those two years. Um, kind of run together. <laughs> yeah, during all the pandemic and staying home and not socializing much. It all kind of runs together. But I, no, nonetheless, I discovered Freya Barker and I love her. And um, what I love most about Freya Barker is that a lot of her romances are between more mature characters. So most of um, the ones that I've read, um, the romances are between people in their 40s. And that's a really nice change for me. Um, you know, I love romance. And, you know, as I'm, I feel like I have begun kind of aging out of some of the younger <laughs> romances sometimes. And it's nice to be able to get all of my sort of like my romance loving, you know, book stuff met and have the couples be in their 40s. And so this book that I'm going to talk about tonight is called High Impact. And it's High Mountain Trackers Book Four. Again, it's by Freya Barker. And it comes out on December, wait for it, 5th. Oh, <laughs> that's right. So th this is a, um, so this series, full transparency, I actually just started the first book in this series tonight, not because I didn't want to read them, but the TBR, as Shannon was saying, gets a little unwieldy from time to time. And so I don't always get to read things that I'm excited about until a little while later. And this series, for some reason, um, I binged, uh, I think, three other series by her in the last like six months, but I just haven't gotten to this one yet. So this is book four. These are sort of interconnected standalones, um, best read in order to get kind of all the character dynamics, but certainly it's not necessary, I don't believe. This book focuses on Lucy, and she is the manager of an animal rescue um, that has the word hearts in it. And I'm blanking on the name. I apologize in Montana, in the mountains of Montana. Um, they, she and her boss take in um, injured horses and dogs and probably other animals as well. And do a lot of like, you know, behavior modification and rehabbing and, and teaching them to trust. And so she really loves her job there. And she's really starting to feel like she's loving the life that she has built for herself. And she's loving this life so much that there are actually times when she kind of forgets for moments about the life that she left behind, the life that she, you know, so long was trying to escape. That is until one day when in town she sees a man on horseback who is very familiar to her and um, from her past. And she's very upset because she, he's with this other cowboy named Bo, who she has begun kind of developing an interest in. Now, Bo um, is a very cautious sort of man. And um, as many of us have been in the past, he was burned um, and has a hard time, especially when it comes to trusting women. And he's really into Lucy, though. And he just thinks she's pretty great with her really sassy attitude and everything. But you know, the, the kind of trouble that she has kind of coming for her now, um, he kind of wants to be there to support and help her through whatever this is going to be. Now, this is an interesting series. It's uh, about um, a group of men who all served together. I think they were special ops and um, now have formed um, a team of, uh, they do tracking work in the mountains to like recover lost hikers or Ooh, lost people yet yeah, they actually track on horseback 
which I find really, really fascinating up in the mountains of Montana. And so this is one of the books in that series. The first book in the series is called High Meadow. And so, you know, these are just, these are just really, really great and excellent books. So this is High Impact, High Mountain Trackers, number four by Freya Barker. And it comes out on December 5th. Um, My last book of the evening is Where They Are, Wyndham Beach, book three um, by Mariah Stewart. This comes out December 13th, 2022. This one is about Emma Dean, who her husband died 10 years ago. And she's going through her husband's stuff when she finds out that he's had a long-term affair and she can't believe that even though he's been dead 10 years that he's been he still finds ways to hurt her um and this synopsis was very interesting because it says that she has a male friend who is handsome but it doesn't give his name and that he's shooting her interested looks. But at the same time, her life is going to be turned upside down um, when the doorbell rings and she can't believe who's on her doorstep. Um, Sadly, that's all this synopsis gives since this is the third book in that series. This is Where They Are by Mariah Stewart, comes out December 13th, 2022. It's been so long since I've read a Mariah Stewart. Uh, this I like her a lot, though. good because I did this series when in July or June. I did the first one, I think. And this was already the third, so I can't wait to see how the series continues. All right. So this concludes our look at some of our most anticipated December releases. Thank you to Christine, Brooke, Stacy, and Georgina for joining me tonight. As always, thanks goes out to Christine for both her participation and her editing. And of course, we thank each and every one of you for joining us each week as we talk about great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Mm